Everyone that is doing anything great is doing it with the root of themselves. And that's the part that most of humanity is learning how to be okay with. December 25th, 2018, it was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, raving fans, money, assets, and yeah, I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money, the kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends, the kid that got pregnant at 19. I felt stuck, like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things, all the things that promised me freedom and it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was gonna be an inside job and I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the Unruly, entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, and those who want the details on how to create a business that really, truly, finally fucking sets you free. I'm your host, Andrea Crowder, and welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's go to the show. What I love about everything that you said is you're already in 2025. <laughs> Damn it. Time traveler over here. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> okay. What's and just, 2025? And just that fast, you conflated timelines. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so 2025 is the year that we go into spiritual enlightenment. So I want you to look at this 2023. This is all important, by the way, for the entrepreneur who is expressing as the voice of their brand, because you always want to know where has the world been, where is the world and where is the world going? Mm -hmm. If you know those three things and someone may say, how am I supposed to know that study? You study. That's it. <laughs> this is your career. This is your path. This is one of the great loves of your life. You study it. Mm -hmm. And so 2023, the year of deep introspection, will you go back and get yourself? 2024, now that you have more of yourself reconciled and you are walking with wholeness. Years mm -hmm. ago, I lived in an apartment and I remember walking out to do the laundry on my balcony. And I think I was in my 20s. Yeah. And I smelled this little stank smell. And I'm like, what is that? And I'm looking around the balcony. I can't tell. I put the laundry in. I can't smell it that far away. I walk back to get in the house. I can smell it again. So I'm looking and I notice there is a lizard that is trapped in my door, my sliding door. And 
I look, I'm like, oh my gosh, if lizards can reproduce. So part of it is dead, part of it is alive. So I can smell the part of it that is rotting and I get it free and the lizard, two legs on the left, hobbling out, dragging the dead part of its body. Oh my God. What a metaphor, Jesus. Black Jesus has <laughs> entered the Circa chat. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea Circa yesterday. <laughs> and that's an awareness for us that sometimes we can live 2023, 2024, and 2025 all within an hour. Yeah. All within an hour. 2023, I want to say it one more time just so we can tap this and then build on it for the rest of the conversation. Will you reclaim yourself? Will you be willing to see where you've left parts of yourself just because your angelic team is saying, now it's time to get them. Not mm -hmm. that you did anything wrong. Your angelic right. team is never waving the finger at you. Just it's time now, go back. Okay, mm -hmm. I'll go back. Second part, now will you integrate that part of yourself, which is this year? And as we integrate that part of ourselves, we're going to experience more abundance because there's more of us to catch, imagine to catch the miracles. Imagine that lizard trying to catch lizard blessings. Only half of its body could actually function. So it's like, I got half the miracle because that's all I can carry. A lot of us have experienced half of our abundance because half of us was back in trauma-based situations unclaimed. The way that you like phrase things, I'm just like, and I have a story for that. <laughs> Tell us. I grabbed seven-year-old Andrea yesterday and I pulled her back into this timeline. And it was so fascinating. I was sitting at a restaurant talking to my best friend and we both just, we've been in it. And it occurred to me, I was like, her name is Andrea too. So I was like, let's ask Andrea's, let's ask our Andrea's at what age is the facet of ourself, the facet of our mind in this? And I was like, the sensation for me feels like I need to be protected. I do not feel safe. And hers was, I need to be witnessed. I need to be seen. And I said, how old is that Andrea? And she's three and, or maybe four. And I was like, and where was she? And she was just having a huge emotion and her mom just couldn't tolerate it. Her mom couldn't tolerate her own emotions. And so she couldn't co-regulate with her mom, which is what you need as a child. Like you don't have the, the ability to do that for yourself. And, and mine was seven. And here I was thinking like, it was probably some big thing, right? So when I was seven years old, I was at the park with my brother and these, this, these group of boys came up, just young, stupid kids on a ton of bikes. It was the, I want to say a big group of them, but who knows, maybe it was just three of them. And there was two of us, like everything feels big when you're little. Right. And they started throwing rocks and this kid threw a huge rock at me, it literally hit me in like the fucking vagina. <laughs> and I, I bled. It hurt. It I was not safe. They were really trying to harm us. And my brother ran. He did not stay and protect me. Now I was seven. My brother was eight. He wasn't supposed to protect me. But in my mind, it was like, 
my brother ran for me. He should have protected me because we're told that, right? Like your brother's supposed to take care of you. He's supposed to keep you safe. He's the older one, whatever. He was literally 13 months older than me. He couldn't have, but the facet of my mind was like, I need protection. I need safety. And in my 41 year old body yesterday, I was crying and I was like feeling so unsafe. And I was just like, for the love of God, could somebody give me a hug? As soon as I pulled seven-year-old Andrea into the present and showed her, hey, you made it out alive. You're good. Look and see what happened to you. And I updated her into the present, the need for the hug, the need for safety. And it wasn't a need. It was like a begging for the love of God, somebody save me. That's how I felt. It felt like I was on the other side of death in my body. I was suffering. As soon as I pulled her back to me in this timeline right now, I was fine completely fine. And then hours later, I was immovable. Hours later, that came through for me. And I was like, damn, she's back. I can take a stand. (laughs) (laughs) What I love about that is this is why you thrive in the spotlight. It's because you're willing to sit with the suck and Mm -hmm. explore it. And that really is the only thing that anyone is asking of anyone that is ministering, coaching, strategizing, leading, uh, teaching, facilitating, anything out in the world, any pioneer of new consciousness, will you sit with your own suck and will you dine with that suck? Will you dine with that darkness So many of us think that the darkness is supposed to be rebuked or eradicated. The darkness is, or the the doorway to darkness is always access to the immovability. It is the gift itself. And I love the way that you express that because this is why the light keeps coming for you and you do not have to pursue it. It's naturally a byproduct of your day-by-day beingness. Mm -hmm. Correct. It's coming for me. <laughs> I have, I know it in my soul. I have been witnessed. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a roomy quote, uh, a roomy poem, but I'll take a quote from the poem. It says, there is a field beyond right and wrong. I'll meet you there. And that is one of your great gifts. You know how to get beyond the field of right and wrong, and you know how to summon humanity to meet you there and to regulate through the process of getting to you and then being there. That's the distinction between being a haver and a have not, is can you regulate through the process and can you regulate through the maintaining of that process? A lot of people can manifest But manifesting is exhaustive. Living the lifestyle, living the manifested lifestyle is the life of ease. That is the pressure-free life that most humanity is seeking to get to. Since nervous system regulation has become my number one priority and then became my business because of it, it was not the opposite right? It wasn't like, oh, let me see if I can make a business out of it. It was, let me see if I can make a life for myself with this. And then I was like, wow, this is the key. This is the key that humanity is like seeking. This is the key that humanity is starting wars over. 
right? If they had this key, the war would become the war would render itself useless. Period. <laughs> and that's why I will never shut up about this work. That's why it became my business because I needed something that could sustain me and sustain the people that I will hire and sustain the ads that I'll have to run someday and sustain like all of that so that I can get the microphones in my hands so that I can keep talking about this shit. Period. This is why I say that our story is the currency of our right now and our future. It mm -hmm. is the greatest currency for us because it is the thing that is the most unique to us. I Someone could look at us side by side and go, y'all are competing coaches. There's no way. Our stories are so unique and the paradigms in which how we see life are so different that we right. actually share clients at the same time. Totally. Yep. <laughs> at the same time. And they're getting two unique needs met. Mm -hmm. Our story has the ability to support us. It has the ability to help us make a living. It has the ability to guide us to making a massive living. If you look at an Oprah Winfrey, how is she making a living? Her story. Mm -hmm. You look at a Taylor Swift, how is she making a living? Her story. Look at Beyonce, how is she making a living? Story. Will Smith, story. We could just go celebrity on celebrity. We could go through the coaching industry. Tony Robbins, how did he make a living? Story. Elon Musk, how is he making a living? I tested this over and over again. I have studied all of these humans' beginnings. Elon Musk has one of the most interesting childhoods. Mm -hmm. And he was abandoned with a full family present for him. His parents got divorced at a young age. He found his solace in electronics, in science. He found an identity there. He was different. He used to eject out of his own physical body sitting at the table at four and five and six years old. And they would ask him, Elon, where are you? Where are you? And he would come back into his body, leave me alone. I am in the future. <laughs> <laughs> And now here he is making futuristic products that he saw before he was even seven. Mm -hmm. Everyone that is doing anything great is doing it with the root of themselves. And that's the part that most of humanity is learning how to be okay with, which is why your work is so important. My work is so important. And because we feel that validation of importance, it doesn't even feel like work to us. This is our bonus round in life. We're like, whoa, whoa, thank God I'm here. This feels so good. And I think that a lot of our listeners to this particular episode, you feel that way. You just may not have been blessing that you feel that way or felt the liberation to say, I'm here. I made it. I have withstood the test of time. I have gone through, even if you're 25, 28, you've gone through two, almost three decades of awakening on awakening in a realm that is not natural to you. That mm -hmm. is something you can stand on. And that's a story you can monetize. Stories are for, to be monetized. Stories are to heal and stories are to suffer. And I think that 
when that story that you told about Elon Musk and him just like being in the future, I think this goes back to like me reclaiming this as no, this is my gift. You can't take it from me. You cannot tell me this is a weakness, but because I know that's why people come to me is because I'm not in relationship with you. I'm in relationship with you two years from now. I already see her. I already know her. I already feel her. I am sure of her. And I will hold this posture for you until you are too. And that is why people love me, period. It is one of the things that's really fascinating about your supernatural lens. Each human has a unique supernatural lens. And we learn about that through things like human design. One of my favorite tools, it's $45. And it's Sally Hogshead Fascination Edge Assessment. Have you ever done it? I remember this being talked about. And I can't remember if I did it or not, but it was a very long time ago. It's one of my favorites. Really? Because it, yeah, it tells you what the world says is fascinating about you. Huh. Okay. It's so fun. It's a worthy 45 bucks. It takes you like, I don't know, eight minutes to take it. And okay. we'll link it. What I love about tools like that, whether you're doing the Myers-Briggs, the DISC assessment, maybe you're having a psychic reading, a tarot card pull, all of those things help to reinform you about you and help to reintegrate you to you and help to cook up your self-esteem. And the patriarchal system of success has pressured us into self-erasure so deeply that we don't even know we've erased ourselves out of yeah. some things. Mm -hmm. And they've become disciplines that belong to a character that's not even really who we are. And that is the next leg of the awakenings that we'll see in this new year. This is the first conversation that I've had about the number eight that I'm like, yes, everyone's abundance, prosperity, whatever. We all fucking say that in January. I don't care what the numerology says this year. Last year was a seven and I wasn't supposed to do that great. Killed it. Sorry. I don't give a fuck about that stuff. But also it goes back to the work that you're talking about guarantees the prosperity anyway. So who cares, right? That's again, that money will seek you. The opportunity will seek you. But yeah, I think I keep going back to this immovable thing for me because fuck for a second last week, I really started to doubt myself. I started to believe old paradigms and old conversations of maybe this is a weakness. Maybe this is that. And I stopped holding my posture for myself for a second and my inner knowing and my intuition and all of that stuff. And man, there's no more, there's no worse place to be. There's no place that you will suffer greater than when you are starting to believe it's the story. Like, like we're right back to story. When you're starting to believe that the story that like disempowers you when you know for sure, when you can see something that other people can't and they're like, no, but this is what, I no, that's last year's information. <laughs> I'm already in 2025, Allison said. <laughs> You've built great ecosystems of ways to close your chapters, integrate celebration, and yeah. then take that integrated celebrated self and project for the next thing. 
most people keep going back to ground zero or if they if a 9-11 moment if a moment of tragedy and trauma is what birthed them into entrepreneurship so for instance i was fired from my job mm -hmm. and it felt tragic and traumatic because i didn't know how to make money yet as an entrepreneur so four months into it this was in 2009 four months into it i have to go to the office for government assistance to get food stamps and that was a historical pattern that i saw in my mother's life mm -hmm. so now that's a traumatic ground zero for me i never want to be there again yeah. however a part of me was still folded arms. Mm, I hate it here. I never want to be here again. That's a part of me that was left behind. Any part of you that is still angry about your story, that is still judging you about your story, that is still folded arms or even having a tantrum inside. I should never have had to live that. Actually, that was a great moment for me to live because fast forward, Almost 20 years later, I'm aware that two thirds of our world still lives on less than $2 a day. Now that I sit in the top 1% of African-American earners in North America, the top 3% of earners overall in North America, I can look back on that moment and I can say, oh, I understand that feeling. I know what it's like to go down to the kitchen and there's no food in there and there's nothing you can do about it. You have no idea of your co-creative power yet. I know what that looks like. So when I speak, my vocal texture doesn't have hierarchy or separation because of that. It doesn't say I'm better than. Mm -hmm. So now my vocal texture doesn't even invite the, vul the vultures into my social media. People aren't seeking to cancel me in my social media. If I don't understand something, they're like, hey, boo, you didn't understand this point. You might want to do a part two on your live stream or you might want to add this to your document. They're seeking to help me, not destroy yeah. me because my vocal texture doesn't say we're separate. It mm -hmm. doesn't say I'm better than and okay. it doesn't say you're wrong or you're bad for not living the truths that I know separately from you. That's very that's there's fairness inside of me. And that is what keeps people speaking my name. That is what keeps people speaking your name. And it's like Biggie, that song hypnotized Biggie. Can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. Our words hypnotize people into their goodness, into their greatness, into their God power. Mm -hmm. That is one of the reasons why we thrive in our spotlights. I literally just had this conversation like two Thursdays ago in my known group. I love how like what? timely this is. Yeah. Same conversation. Obviously you say it more poetically. You, <laughs> you say, say it differently. Thank you. You, you say it bars. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll own that for myself. Thank you. Absolutely. You and I are Jay-Z and a Kanye West. We are <laughs> lyricists and we are so unique in how we spit our bars, but we are the same coin, just two different sides. Thank you. One topic before we like close out this conversation, pulling us back to the origin around resilience, something that I have witnessed and something that I just feel so guided to say is resiliency is not your ability to 
fall down and get back up. Resilience is your ability to fall down, get back up and try again, but better and learn. And what I see oftentimes is people are just seeking the bare minimum of surviving it. And resiliency to me is figuring out how to be in the storm and love that shit and be good no matter what. And even though I feel like I was definitely in a storm in the last like week or two, my process has been, how do I disassemble the pieces that are making me want to fall? One by one, let me disassemble and pull little Andrea back into the present, pull that seven-year-old version of myself, pull that 20-year-old version of myself, pull that last-year version of myself, pulling those fragments back into the present because then I can withstand the storm and even maybe smile in the middle. And what, like, how do you approach resiliency in a way where it's going to actually become something that like doesn't knock you down anymore and that you can stay even standing in it? Yeah. In basketball, there's something called taking a charge. Mm -hmm. And that's where you know you're going to get hit. And I think that a lot of us in entrepreneurship forget that we're going to get hit. Mm -hmm. And so we don't set ourselves up for the hit. We actually set ourselves up for the fields of daisies. Oh, I'm just going to be running through daisies, mm -hmm. doing the thing and all will be well. No, you have to know that you're going to run through that field of daisies. And while you're running, there's a snake that's going to come up and bite your leg. Mm -hmm. And if we come to a Marianne Williamson quote, it's she says to us that it is our light that scares us, yeah. not our darkness. It's who we can allow ourselves to be running through that field, to know that a snake is coming, to look at that snake and hiss back. Yes. Hiss back. <laughs> January last year, I said, we're going to become the ones that lions run from. And here you are, 2024, hiss back. <laughs> yes. Yes. I yes. love it. And I love that scene in Avatar. If you've ever seen the original Avatar and he uh, meets the woman that he's going to fall in love with and she, <laughs> the way she looks at him, don't you dare come for me if you're not going to respect my power. Boom. Some of the problems that we're suffering, they don't even respect our power. They're so basic. Some of y'all are making the dishes in your sink a problem. That does not require a hiss. I'm sorry. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> Do better, humanity. <laughs> Do better, Andrea. <laughs> it's you don't have strength to hiss at the things that matter because you're in an auto program based on a role of what you should be hissing at. Oh, I'm a wife. I should be hissing at my husband or my wife about this thing, about the laundry or about where we're going with the schedule or no, lose that programming, drop it, get a Google calendar, everybody program it in, do a 15 minute once a week family huddle and take your performance game up. 
Don't hiss at basic stuff anymore. It is leaking your attention and it's leaking your energetics and you are suffering being small and you don't have to be. You're feeling small inside when the rest of the world is, huh, that's a Godzilla and they see you, but you can't see you. And that is of detriment to your destiny. Boom. God, I want to stand up and jump in so many things. I feel like we have to close on that note. I feel like we have to seal that right there. So that is the, it's like the perfect bite. It's the perfect last bite. Just leave that taste on people's mouths as they complete just spending time with us today. And wow, if this was not something we could go sell for a thousand dollars, by the way, <laughs> like the fact that y'all just got this for free, <laughs> do not look this as look at this as something that should just be out there and that we should just have access to. The truth is we paid for access to think this way and you guys are not right now. So honor this and put some energy, put some effort behind it. Sit down, go back, re-listen, put it on your calendar, take some fucking notes, decide that one thing that you are going to integrate. I don't give a fuck what you know in your mind. I give a fuck what you know in your body. It is not in integrated until your body knows it for sure. So take something from today and find a way to know it for fucking sure. <laughs> I love this for us. And I'm so glad that you said, leave that with that on your tongue. 2025 will be the year of selflessness and compassion. Mm -hmm. If you survive a year like 2023, where you are guided by the cosmos to go reclaim yourself in the darkest, most shadowy spaces of your memories and of your trauma and of your pain and of your fear. And if you survive a year, if you survive a year like 2023, then you thrive in a year like 2024, where that wholeness of you can live an abundant consciousness. When you get to 2025, you look around and you say, who can I help? Who can I help? So take this year as a receiving channel. I invite you to live as a Y like this, as the letter Y, which is a full antenna. And notice that when you live as the letter Y, your hands are not available for doing anything. Your hands are only up in the whole pattern of Yeshua to receive. And so see who you will be with a year of receiving. And then you will have more than enough compassion to generously share in 2025, the year of giving. You will be enough. Mm. How do people find you, love you, work with you, praise you, share you? I know, right? I'm so excited for people to find me, know me, see me, love me, work with me, receive from me, be guided by me, all the things. And this is our first year since I sold my tech company. We're actually redoing my website. I feel like such a big girl. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on our story. We're working we on it. <laughs> big girls together. <laughs> Selling my tech company. Was Look what hard. we do without websites. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, it was hard to sell my company and it was hard on my ego and I wanted to hide. This year we're doing my website. So alisonbird.com. If you go there right now, you'll see my digital store and then it will evolve. So celebrate with me, say a prayer for my courage. 
<laughs> yes. And then of course I'm on social platforms. We're really going really beautiful and deep on YouTube this year. So YouTube, Instagram is where to find me. And my new Substack is dropping too. I'm finding the integration of my writer and that feels really beautiful. So I say that to say I'm showing up for you in more than one place, more space, because I love you, because I like you, because I know I'm relevant for your path right now. And so look for me because I definitely have something for you to find. They'll seek you. Allison is also immovable. <laughs> Go find her. <laughs> she ain't coming for you. <laughs> She's taking a stand for you. She busy. <laughs> you know why? Yes. <laughs> if you guys could see us. <sighs> Allison, I adore you. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. I can't believe I get to know you. I can't believe I get to be blessed by your wisdom, by your oracle, by your divine light, by your love. And I can't believe that I get to walk side by side in this world with you. And I know that there are so many people in my world that are about to be blessed by you that have just been deeply blessed for you by you. So thank you so much. I receive everything you said. I love you. I love you too. As always, Andrea dropped the mic. I'm Lorelai Taylor, COO of The Unruly Entrepreneur. If you enjoyed listening, please follow, review, and share with your friends. As always, anything mentioned in the show will be detailed in the show note. And to keep up with everything going on with Andrea, check her out at love underscore Andrea Crowder on Instagram and check her links for some fun surprises too. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you're here.